Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. You have these like great athletes that like train right. year round and then because they went down a, a roller coaster with a trampoline on it attached to some bungees and it just like flings them in the water like up oh, should have trained harder so what i'm using chat gpt for is writing blog posts for oh okay so i don't have to do shit and i'm just like who the hell reads those things man? nobody I, like, no. <laughs> exactly like, nobody reads it it's only yeah. for google Hey, quick question before we get started. Would you like to win a free piece of clothing from Snowman Films and a 30-minute chat about your creative journey with me? I know that I would love to connect with you, and I know that I would have loved to talk with somebody who had experienced a similar path when I was getting started. So let's make it happen. Here's what you need to do. Subscribe to the Conversations with Creators podcast rate and review and share it in just five easy steps. First, write a review on your preferred podcasting platform and rate it. Five stars for good karma. Then, screenshot your review and share it on social media, tagging Snowman Films. Each month, I'll select one random winner to receive a free piece of clothing from our store and a 30-minute virtual coaching call with me. Again, subscribe, write a review, rate the show, screenshot that review, share it on social media tagging Snowman Films, and get entered into a drawing for that one-on-one virtual session with me and some free swag. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave me a review. I really appreciate you, and I'm excited to see you in our one-on-one virtual call soon. Now, let's dive into today's episode. So the big question is this, how are creators like us who aren't built for the nine to five, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable. How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Creators. (laughs) Hi, Lauren. Hi, how's it going, Noah? (laughs) I'm good, man. So my awesome guest today is Lauren Ball. He is a ninja warrior, a gym owner, a photographer, a vlogger, a gamer, so many things. How, have you still, are you, it's been ev- not quite every season of Ninja Warrior now, but almost that you've been uh, on? Yeah, I've been on 13 seasons so far, and I think they've taped, they just recently, they did weird thing this year where they taped two seasons in one year. Oh, that's so, weird. yeah. So there's technically been 16 seasons. So I've how did they out... two seasons in one year? They found out it was cheaper to not take down the set and just reuse it. And they called a bunch of people, which is really funny because you get the call right. Everybody would be hyped for getting the call to compete. Yeah. And so this year, quite a handful of people got the call, and then they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to tell all my friends." And then they're like, "Oh, but you're on season 16, so like." <laughs> They won't see themselves on TV for like if another two all. years. Yeah. Or at all. God, if, yeah, the show gets, who knows? Well, no, I'm saying like how many people get skipped at this point? Like, or. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, 
that was that was the best I got was was time during your run and then my like five seconds was my name on there which I've <laughs> I've used so many times. <laughs> yeah, I think they've done it to everybody at least once. You know, yeah, it's I kind of like it. A... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lauren does a lot, and uh, and also so we used to be roommates for quite a long time, and uh, I like soon after we became roommates i met my wife and then you married us so we have <laughs> yeah. long, we have a long not like a throuple to be clear right, right, right. yeah i officiated <laughs> y'all officiated yeah yeah yeah. married that sounded weird for sure it's all right people he really officiate and it was, it was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it was extremely it's fond it's memories it's yeah. yeah yeah go Oh my god, and, so fun! And, <laughs> yep, definitely and, uh, I, the it was most funny fun because... roommate situation. Oh, that was great. I mean, we had a whole, basically, had a uh, essentially like a Ninja Warrior house uh, oh. that m- was mostly used for partying. Uh, <laughs> we had a whole collection of liquor bottles and had darts, and just it was that was insane. No, it was definitely an influencer paradise. Literally, we all had our own rooms where we were creating things, and I think that was, like, the biggest thing that we all vibed off of from one another, you know? Just being there, we were constantly, yeah. oh, what video are you working on? I don't know, just, a, like, a few, you know? And we were all, like, making stuff. So, <laughs> we whether... Constantly yeah, making dessert. Dessert. We were like, yeah. It was, like, an influencer house before we were, in, like, we weren't influencers, so it was just that we were yeah. making, all making content together. <laughs> Yep, there was definitely no Logan Pauls or anything like that. Oh, God, yeah. Back then, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but, like, I remember if anybody wants to dig up on the archives of YouTube, uh, 1LB of Snowmen, we got some yep. We got some fun times. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. the last. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, so you, you do a lot. You now have uh, Flow Vault and... Let's see. So let's talk. Let's talk. Let's start with the uh, the Ninja Warrior side of things. So you were you've obviously been on a shitload of seasons of it. How, from your eyes of like the competitor, how has the show developed through history? Like on the competitor side for you, on the competitor side of you, we've had to kind of adapt and change to wherever they seemed like would be the most exciting or different, and. Um, I think the obstacles have gone from pretty basic to like extremely dynamic and they've noticed that like people enjoy watching humans fly through the air more than climbing across a cliffhanger. So now we can expect, you know, big massive laches and obstacles that are going to spring us into the air, more trampolines, more like dynamic like monkey bar things that you could really wrap your head around. So there's way more of that now and so really it's changed the game a lot, but also it's it's put the competitors in a position of like, okay, how can we think of these obstacles before the show gets them? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, like what was it? Uh, is it like Brett Sims, a guy who's like made a bunch of like obstacles that have ended up on the show? Yeah, Brett Sims, Kevin Carbone, and you know, like, and if you are in the gym space, you are probably designing brand new obstacles on the regular. And so, yeah. yeah, there, there's, and the show will take those obstacles and and roll with them, you know. Um, Does anybody get paid for that, or is it just like thanks? No, going? 
Not that I'm aware of. Sometimes they'll do like contests and be like, well, your obstacle could be on the show. Submit it today. And we'll like, <laughs> we'll put your face in the corner for half a second. Um, and that's kind of neat for kids, right? But like, uh, no, I, I think a lot of great obstacles have been made by, you know, competitors and also just ninja influencers and not get the recognition that they deserve. Um, and maybe getting a little bit, which is cool, but yeah, sometimes they get mulled over. So. But like, I like that a that sucks that they're not getting recognition, or like, you know, like this obstacle was made. Because I mean, how cool would that be to be like this obstacle was made by this ninja that you know? Like, I think that would yeah. Happen. And sometimes it does happen, but you'd be surprised at just how many obstacles are made by the community, and then yeah, <laughs> the the original designer is all like, hey, you know, can I get that? <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you get high fives at home, but nobody knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that makes total sense because, and that's, I mean, it's also good that, like, it's kind of designed by ninjas now. It's not, like, just a design team. So, I mean, I, th- I feel like that opens up. I don't know. So, speaking of that, like, fly through the air versus, like, the cliffhanger thing, is that more fun for you? Or, like, is that harder? Or how, you know, how does that affect your experience? I think these obstacles are a double-edged sword, right? Because it's like, we all want to do that. That's the most exciting thing in the world to be able to fly through the air. But at the same time, when you get one opportunity every year, it's 50-50 if you flying through the air is going to work out in your favor. So at that point, sometimes obstacles, yeah, some obstacles can be just too gimmicky. And then therefore, you know, it's like you get like, 80% 80% of the competition falls on this one obstacle. Right. Well, how do they make that look good in editing? You know what I mean? It's it's like you have these, like, great athletes that, like, train right. year-round, and then because they went down a, a roller coaster with a trampoline on it attached to some bungees, and it just, like, flings them in the water, like, up. Oh, should have trained harder, you know? <laughs> and, you, and you got Bob Reese doing flyaways off everything. Yeah, I loved his mentality last year, man. That was awesome. Uh, he didn't even intend to like go to finals or compete or even had zero interest in going for the million dollars. He was like, no, I got a cool parkour tour that I wanted to do. I happened to be near L.A., so I'm just going to do flips. Like, that yes. Is, that was it. <laughs> I actually, I didn't watch. How far did he make it? Uh, he uh, Well, he, he fell halfway through stage one in Vegas uh-huh. um, only because he was like, trying to flash run the front flip from the trampoline into the spider wall yeah i saw that you know obviously production loved it so they're like yeah do it again like sure and then he went oh and he had, i because i saw his video on he's like i fell the first time but then they did it again and that made me super happy i was like dude you're you front flip the end of the spider wall you're a badass yeah no he's just being himself <laughs> so for those for any of the audience that doesn't know uh, so lauren's been on basically every season i was on three seasons of ninja warrior which is my fun fact that I, it's always like these like, you know, business networking or whatever. They're like, what's the fun fact about you? And I'm like, I was on Ninja Warrior. And everybody goes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. not, not in that kind of shape anymore, but you, you stayed in that shape and you're older than me. So fucking props on that. Thank you. I'm proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're also, so you're a vlogger and a pretty avid content creator as am I. What, um, you witnessed a lot of like high level TV production with the Ninja Warrior experience. Kind of what has that taught you or what are some lessons you've taken to, for your own content from that? Um, so these like high level production companies, they, 
they have their own like mini social media teams and i love just vibing with those people and like kind of seeing what they do because i think those people really have their like their ear to the ground and they know what's hot and trending and and really the biggest thing i think tip wise that i've learned from these bigger productions is like they know to jump on everything new so anything that's really relevant or new in the scene like they're hopping on it right away and using it right away to learn what it does because they know that all the algorithms on whatever platforms you're using are going to be interested on how these new things are going to be implemented and yeah. you know it's like IGTV like it's garbage it's trash nobody uses that anymore but <laughs> if you used it within the first like 2 months that it was out you probably saw your yeah. account grow and skyrocket in views so uh it's like a, yeah, it's like a that, land grab on a hot new like prop you know whatever new area is coming up if you can get something early that's what yep. that's part of why i think tiktok's so awesome is like it stayed that like you can legit i think on tiktok and youtube shorts you can legitimately start an account from nothing and get traction yeah, yeah same with facebook shorts now too or whatever yeah. they call it facebook they facebook reels yeah facebook reels yeah like i <laughs> like the facebook <laughs> page was like dead for a couple of years and then they just like it has just been resurrected recently mm-hmm. and i've actually started posting to the cinema films page again and yeah like you i know what facebook reels time. is yeah facebook reels is tiktok for old people it is you know because that's <laughs> that, that's just where they're hanging out you know <laughs> they don't really know what to like if you try to convince like what's tiktok to an old person they're like i don't watch any of that i stick to my facebook and i'm like you're doing it like <laughs> so we have a group chat with 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 a group of friends and like we'll get we'll get the occasional like uh facebook reel sent i'm just like listen <laughs> listen you're on you're basically on tiktok just go on yeah. tiktok like a fucking adult and you know, <laughs> yeah. an elderly like an adult mad baby <laughs> at least consume some content yeah <laughs> yeah no, but man, like that's that's super interesting. Uh, um, actually, speaking of the vlogs, uh, I love your fifteen-second vlogs. What was the origin of that? Um, you might know this gentleman. Uh, his name's Beast Boogie. He's a really, really talented. I'm pretty sure, well-known uh, break dancer. Okay. I believe he's down in Houston, Texas. Uh, but anyway, uh, he, he's well, also popular. A Thanks. Yeah, he's he's actually an actual b boy, um, and so he has an entire series like that where there's no spoken words. It's just he will literally teach every breakdance move you could possibly think of, with like step one, step two, step three. You know, and he'll go through the motions, and it's so much easier and faster to learn that way. But it's also applicable to every human around the entire world because you don't need to speak a language to teach something. And I think that's where. I kind of got the inspiration to start doing it for Ninja. Um, I love it. Yeah. yeah. I was even going to, I was just in France recently and like, I was like so busy out there and just exhausted. But like my, I had an idea where I was going to totally like, it's like this for one week straight guys, I'm going to do an entire tutorial se- series in French, but I wouldn't speak a single word in the entire series. <laughs> so maybe like end the series. I like that. Bonjour. You know, like. <laughs> So. one word and it just has to be the most <laughs> badly pronunciated french like mercy buckets <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah there's a lot you can do with like uh if you you know it's funny it's like we're going back to silent films 
if you think about it, no, like exactly. silent films were probably the easiest things to translate to any country. Yeah, because it's just emotion. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like we're going back to cave drawings with emojis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great, great. Example. It's just the universal. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Which are basically the. All the I mean, it's, it's cave drawings with shadows. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should do the next tutorial with just emojis. I could do hundred percent like that. Hundred percent, yeah. you should. <laughs> that would be. That would actually be great. <laughs> instead of instead of any uh captions it's just it's just like don't do this sweating do this smiling <laughs> yes <laughs> be like a mindset tutorial great 100 <laughs> percent. um how how easy is it to stick to this 15 seconds or is it <laughs> oh that's that... impossible that's impossible <laughs> yeah i think I how think, many uh... of your 15 seconds are active in 15 seconds with those, the 15-second vlogs, like, they're a really fun challenge, and I like the the idea of it. And those are actually kind of like an early inspiration. Like, I wanted to vlog, but long-form content is such a pain and takes so long to actually, like, make. It's a lot of fucking I still loved vlogging, so, like, I wanted to keep doing that. And then I was like, okay, well, like, Peter McKinnon can make one-minute, you know, <laughs> tutorials, which end up being three-minute tutorials. He never makes it under a minute, you know. So I was like, whatever, yeah. I could do that with vlogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and again, like, that's actually funny because the... <laughs> I had a whole, like, uh, class I was teaching for a while on how to make a uh, 30-second commercial. And <laughs> the commercial for Snowman Films is 52 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I'm like, listen, it's entertaining, so you're not like technically yes, it's over the limit. But like, if if you're telling a good story and it's engaging, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the point is short and sweet to the point. Yep, yep, definitely. <laughs> All right. Speaking of of uh, back to Ninja Warrior with Vegas, I know you have a good Ninja Vegas party experience during the finals. What's uh, what's some of the what's what what's some of the shenanigans? I, I know we got up to some, but I, you've been there way more than I have. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, trying to think of a, a fun <laughs> antidote. You know what's funny? Like Vegas is super cool, but for the people who have gone multiple times, it can be pretty miserable. It's <laughs> like... It's true. It, I would imagine what like Desert Storm was for like the Marine Corps is what like Vegas... Ninja Warrior is like for ninjas because it's like in the super hot desert and you have like in the even in the middle of the night like the wind is like kicking up all this dirt and sand in your face and you can't breathe so everybody's wearing full turbans or whatever and like goggles yeah, I kind of wore the t-shirt turban yeah or the ninja yeah. mask I remember yeah totally so, yeah, and then you're, like, trying, and, and then we're all wearing, like, plastic bags around our feet because you don't want to get dirt on your shoes. Oh, my God. And because you have to run a course. And so, yeah, the the whole pre-run-up is pretty miserable for most people. And the living situation, well, not living situation, but, like, you're kind of ninja holding, you know, where they keep us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is basically, it looks exactly like what I would imagine a tent would look like, you know, out in the desert, you know, getting ready to do battle and. But you're not allowed yeah, to hang dynamics from it, so you have to sleep on cardboard and uh, like the pillows you stole from your hotel room. So that's fun. 
That is uh, that is actually behind the scenes that probably, well, I, I know for a fact that unless you've been to a taping, you don't see is the essential, like, camp out sleepover that's happening. Uh, yeah. You know, 50 feet away from the course with everybody in sleeping bags trying to get some rest because it's a fucking night shoot. Everything is a night shoot. So you're you're running. I, what, what I always tell people is like, well, how was it? I was like, it was miserable. I never ran before 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the now, thing you've done all year. <laughs> it's funny too because you get like a lot of people don't realize that the, the audience in the stands, you know, uh, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's probably fifty, maybe more, depending on how late it is. Uh, are all hired people from like Craigslist or you know whatever like casting department could grab some extras like hundred dollars <laughs> yep. a night. Just sit in this chair and act like you're having the best time of your life and cheer people on. And cry when we tell you to, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, do your face really off fun. as soon as we say it and act surprised when we say it. And, yeah. <laughs> here's here's $90. Thanks so much. <laughs> and sometimes you get people who are actually fans, and that's really cool. But then, like, you'll, you can get some rowdy people when you do that, too. So, there's been some moments where they've had to escort. Yeah. Matt Eisman is the most professional at getting people hyped at like four in the morning with no sleep that is that's a sight to see yeah definitely i mean, I think that's the comedian in him you know he's just oh 100 that yeah he is turned he is he's on for that whole thing for sure <laughs> mm-hmm. but no yeah the sleeping bag parties the uh the sand it's uh no that's <laughs> similar to going and getting bin laden you know just uh just hell yeah, and then just... <laughs> And you gotta go just trying to get up that Mount Midoriyama, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Climb the rope. <laughs> yeah. Because it's an honor for everybody to be there, but at the same time, yeah. it's, like, at a cost. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's kind of fun, but also afterwards you're like, wow, that was, that kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. It's literally, it's like, you know, you're, you have this joy and this feeling in your heart, and you're so happy to be there, and you literally can voice that. Be like, I'm so happy to be here, but you have sand in your eyes the entire time. You're just... Yeah, you're screaming it with your eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> and in your mouth. And now they're like, all right, go be super athletes, but you can't yeah. breathe and maybe not see. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, the wine, you're praying for the water, actually. You, I remember, are you still doing the uh, the ninja classes at Flowball? Of course, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, something <laughs> Yeah, something I'm really proud yeah, of. We got our ninja team students. One of our kids, I think, broke. I don't know. It's probably not a world record, but it's pretty dang high up there. One of our, like a seven-year-old kid in our team class, he did a dead hang for over 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, on a metal bar. Yeah, this kid's insane. Jeez, like, Guinness, Guinness Book of World Records come out to Flow Vault. Yeah, I really want to look that up. But I think that, like... Just the patience that he has to do that is probably equally as impressive as the strength he had to do that. At Flow Vault, your gym, you have some of the most uh, creative and fun obstacle setups I've ever seen. And uh, I just want to know kind of where you, what are your favorite things to draw inspiration from on those uh, with coming up with those ideas? I think uh, comparatively, our gym is fairly small. You know, it's only like a 5,000 square foot gym. So given that size of space, it really forces you to be more creative. And I think that's just how life is too. 
you know, when you live in a really tiny apartment, you were probably extremely good at organization and like maximizing the space versus somebody who lives in like a mansion and has like giant hallways that are used for nothing but a rug. Like, so <laughs> I draw a lot of inspiration from scarcity and I think uh, it shows just from my background in parkour and, you know, playing around with the environment. Yeah. Does, uh, do like video games and movies kind of give into any of that? Like, do you get oh, ideas from that? Hundred percent with the video games, man. Yeah, I think uh, just being a gamer, you start to see a lot of things in the video game, and you're like, "Oh, how can I do that in real life?" You know, <laughs> uh, without destroying my body. So that's <laughs> that's also a really awesome inspiration for obstacles. I haven't thought of it like that, but yeah, yeah, like it, drawing a lot of inspiration from like Prince of Persia or Assassin's Creed or even Titanfall. You know, a lot of those games have cool obstacle dynamics in them a hundred percent i mean there's like straight up perches at the gym that have a bar underneath and like have you done have you done like an eagle dive off of those oh yeah absolutely and i think what's so cool too is you you see that in a lot of humans and when they roll through the gym and like they look at you and you they're like you want me to do what and you're like you have to stop and think for a second and i think this comes down to the realization that humans can actually like learn just from visual reference cues, you know, it's like we see the same action over and over and over because you and I have watched like dozens of like parkour videos right. on YouTube. So our bodies can learn the majority of the technique just by watching other people do it over and over and over. But somebody who hasn't picked up a controller and run across a wall probably doesn't understand the mechanics of it. You know, Yeah, that's interesting because like it's kind of the visual learner thing where if you have at least seen it happened in a video game, you kind of, I mean, what is it like a high, you know, there's been research where like high level piano players that they see somebody playing the piano, their, their brain starts firing the muscles. Like that's totally a good point of, so it's actually for athletes, probably a good thing, like training wise to play video games in the same style that you're training in. Yeah. They did the same test with basketball players too. And they, they took a couple control groups one control group had to sit in a room and just visualize themselves uh, shooting hoops. And then another control group was allowed to practice or whatever. The group that spent more time visualizing actually had higher success rate than people who were actually doing the thing, which was kind of cool because, you know, they were more focused, I think, per yeah. se. And just like the, the sheer fact that they, you know, they could see themselves doing it in their mind's eye versus just kind of playing around with the ball. Yeah. And I feel like there's less distractions there. Like it's just you're focusing on the mechanics of how it feels versus like there's somebody in your face and you have to, mm -hmm. there's so many other, there's sweat and there's, yeah. you know, other things in your eyes, like yep. crowd noise. You can't hear stuff like now oh, that's, that's a good point. Speaking of video games. All right. This is going to be fun. <laughs> so, uh, my wife and I, who you officiated, you didn't marry us. You officiated. Uh, -huh. <laughs> uh, so we've been starting after the kids go down to, uh, kind of spend more quality time together. We've been starting to play some video games. Um, and I'm always looking for, cause you're, you are a, you're one of the biggest gamers that I know. Uh, you and Jeremy have your, your bromance on, on the, on the video game side. <laughs> oh, we haven't in a while, but you really, oh, yeah, yeah, now he has two kids. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are like three game recommendations for, for noobs like us that, uh, are probably playing, tipsy and or stoned what's like okay. starting yeah so you guys are 
doing like some cooperative play, I would imagine. Like, yeah, or or even like you know, I mean, yeah, cooperative would be great if we if 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 you have any recommendations. Yeah, there's a game I think it's called It Takes Two, and that one's fantastically creative. Okay, uh, that any couple can pick up, and it's pretty intuitive and just in general, it's it's fun. What style is uh, it? So yeah, it it all styles. Like it's <laughs> it's interesting because like there could be like an entire level where you feel like you're a sock puppet, and then another level where you're like claymation, and then another okay. level where it's like all anime. Yeah, so it's extremely. Uh, extremely creative game, but like the entire game, you that's not get great through it after without like a sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right. Yeah, that that would be really fun for you guys. Um, and then there's like a lot of indie games that are just goofy and hilarious. Uh, can't, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a game where you play a couple astronauts and you have to like help pull each other through space <laughs> to like fix spaceships and stuff. Nice. Um, that one's really fun. You might have to Google that. I can't. Yeah, remember. yeah. Um, that's something awesome. You know what? There's not, sadly, there's not as many like fun co-op games as there used to be, and I think it's yeah, everything. What's a, what's out. what's one good uh, uh, single-player game to to round that out? A uh, single-player game? I don't know. You guys could always just pick up Grand Theft Auto. Like that's always fun for you know. My wife and I actually, she she loves grand theft auto and the red dead redemption series yeah no, no, red dead redemption i know that one yeah yeah Both i, I played fun to pick uh, up grand theft auto as a kid and then i like <laughs> a little bit and then i like walked outside and i had just a just a fleeting instinct to steal a car and i was like i probably need to <laughs> back off hours on this sure oh also it's pretty cheap now but if you i don't know what console are you playing on uh we so it's very old we have a ps3 but we're oh, gonna okay. be getting hopefully ps5 all right. Well, either way, if you get a five or a PS4 or an or Xbox whatever. Xbox One too, sure. Uh, VR is fairly accessible and cheap now, mm. unless you're getting like the newest thing. But I think uh, there's a lot of fun VR games to play, and like even just playing Resident Evil in VR is like a oh, terrifyingly fun experience for anybody. My my wife was addicted to it, and so she like played it three nights straight in a row, and she <laughs> beat it. But like watching her go through that was hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely. No, VR. Actually, I didn't even think about VR. That would be, I know there's a ton out there that is like fun for you to play and then even more fun to watch the other person play. Yeah. Maybe just pick up an Oculus because those are actually pretty affordable now. Not yeah. the newest gen, but there's tons of games on there that you can have a blast with. 100%. Uh, my, my highest recommendation personally for you uh, is <laughs> going to be a game called Pistol Whip. You literally, you literally play John Wick and... It's like a almost like a dance game, but you have guns, and so the music's like fully like pumped yeah, up, yeah. It's like hype, and that would be around great. corners shooting at you, and you have to like dodge the bullets and sh- and like shoot them with like trick shots and stuff. Like I saw I saw a video oh. of a chick doing that to like a Quentin Tarantino song. Yeah, and it was I literally watched the entire thing like three times through. It was hypnotic. I am so down yeah. to do that. It's so much fun, and yeah, it, it makes you literally, you'll be dripping in sweat because of how good of a workout it is. That's perfect. So you open up your room, so there's like tons of room, and like, so you'll find yourself jumping across the room to dodge bullets and like diving across the floor to like shoot at people under tables. It's that good. sounds amazing. Yeah. Dude, good recommendation. What's it called? Uh, Pistol Whip. Pistol Whip. I Yeah. yeah. Oculus is just got higher on the list, and that is, that sounds... Like a blast, because yeah, it's worth. I mean, it. I can get, listen. I'll get my workouts where I can now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, uh, dude, I, uh, 
I've joined a, a recreational hockey league. Awesome. I didn't know you played hockey. That's yeah. Cool. I will nice. recently. <laughs> okay. So this is like fresh. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm like the youngest person in the league, which is wow. great because I can do it forever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, I've been, I got into the abs. Uh, I worked a couple of the Stanley Cup games last year and I just got completely hooked on hockey and I'm like, I can actually play this because I can't play baseball anymore, but I can definitely play some hockey. That's so cool. Were you doing like B-roll for them or something? Yeah, I'm, uh, it's, it's, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm forward. So I'm, I mean, I'm all over the place, but man, talk about dripping in sweat after like an hour. Holy shit. It is yeah. like, that is like Ninja Warrior workout level of exercise. It's crazy. It's whole, you wouldn't expect it to be whole body and it totally is. Wow. It's wild. <laughs> Do you find like specific muscle groups are getting stronger on you from doing that? Um, I, I mean, legs for sure. Like. My okay. legs are always, I, I will say this. I haven't been as sore since the like heavy parkour and well, like when we were training for like, like the first and second, like the first and second season that I was on. Yeah. Um, th- like that level of trip where you're like, you feel sick afterwards. Cause you're so sore like that. I've, I've get, I've gotten those from, uh, from games. It's crazy. That's cool. Cause you're just, it's a sprint the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I love the accountability of those sports because oh, that dude, your whole team is depending on you and you're like, like, I have to go. And everybody fucks up every game. And like, it does, <laughs> it, it's okay though, because like, yeah. it doesn't matter because you always feel like when you're the one that like, you're off sides for a second, you're like, God damn it. I just screwed every, like, God fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Even though like every single person on the team has done it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was the one thing. It was interesting. Like, I, I realized that, like, growing up, I played, um, I stopped in middle school, but, like, I played baseball and soccer, and I love team sports. And, like, part, I, you know, obviously was obsessed with parkour for so long, but, like, the one thing you don't have with that, uh, other than, like, World Chase Tag, which I love that that's blowing up, is a team aspect. Like, you don't have teamwork. It's just you and whatever you're doing. Yeah. No, um, watching watching World Chase Tag in person is the best live. I bet. Oh my god! Like it. Where did the, you watch it? Watching it on TV or on the screen just doesn't do it justice. Like it's literally golf compared to in person. In yeah. person, I I watched it at the Arnold uh, Expo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like last month. Still so, sick. And I had no idea. Like it's so well organized, and it's like as soon as one team's done, boom, next team goes, next team goes, boom, 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 boom. constant action. Oh, somebody fell, drag him off the course. Next team go. You know, it's just it's nonstop, and the announcers are just on point, and the lighting, music is just like it's this energy that I haven't felt at a a sporting event like not forever. Like it's so exciting. It's like I feel like it. It is. Finally, like, listen, we, we've been in the in the parkour, like Ninja Warrior, I think, was the first to break through, which is different than parkour itself. But like this, is, it's it's so simple and it's so accessible, I feel like, to like yeah. the, you know, normal people that I, it like, I'm like, oh, my God, it like something finally broke through to like be an actual mainstream sport. Yeah, and like it this. has so to. Cool. Viewing it from the outside for it to do well, I think it has to take off in the the in person space 
yeah the live eventing events type situation but it's so niche which is it's hard hard to pull a crowd in there so like if they are able to pull crowds in there and people are going to spend money on it, I think it'll work because it is exciting. It's really cool. Yeah. But as far as like people watching it on like ESPN or whatever, you know, it's going to be yeah. aired. I don't think it's profitable, unfortunately. So yeah. Uh, it needs to take a uh, it needs to take a, a note from hockey, and there just needs to be the occasional fight. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's except that everybody's friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure entirely what it needs. Obviously, it's popular amongst all the mini parkour groups yeah. around the world. But yeah, it just doesn't have the same draw that a lot of other sports have. I was like, because something that I realized with um, hockey, with football, even with baseball, a little bit is kind of the sports entertainment side. So, like, if you're going to a sporting event, it's a party. You're gonna have a good time. There's good music. Yeah. There's sometimes cheerleaders. Like whatever it is. I wonder if there can be other elements that it can bring in to kind of bring in bigger crowds. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if they took like more of a personal approach to the individual athletes and their yeah. stories, I think that could be cool. Um, but yeah, again, like any, I think any new sport these days is going to have a hard time building a following, you know, just because there's so much noise. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, listen, it's, it's, the biggest breakthrough I think that this sport of parkour has had up till now with like yeah. news and stuff, like it's very it's it's as popular as it is. It's because there's people with money throwing money away at it. That's, 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 awesome. that's all. That's all any big sport is, is it has yeah. money behind it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope that they get it back. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you know, um, actually this, I always like to ask about like, do you have any idea about it? So like finance and stuff, do you know how well the athletes are being paid for that, if at all? Uh, I think they're being, uh, most are being compensated like as far as travel expenses go, but I don't think that there's any like major per diems or, or yeah. big profits made. Yeah. What about if they win? Um, That, I'm not sure. I think winning would have to be like at the, their finals, quote unquote. I'm not sure yeah. what it's called. Um, But yeah, I think there's like decent, and hey, yeah, but it's nothing that would like sustain you for a year. It's like you right. couldn't just live off that. <laughs> yeah, it's no just like that. just like regular parkour competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the wildest thing for me when. Uh, so this is going deep cut in the in the parkour space, but uh, Joey Adrian gave his uh, his jump fest talk and basically said, "Like, listen, I've podiumed at every single major parkour and free running event for the last two years, and I made like thirty grand." And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't live on that. And, you know, he's definitely like lower than the 1% too. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh my God. You can be the 0.005%. Yeah, exactly. Maybe live a year off of your <laughs> If you live at home and yeah. out at all. <laughs> yeah. So, it's tough. Yeah. You. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, if, if people want to be in that space and only that space, they have to branch out in all the, re in all the avenues. You know, I think I've managed to do that with Ninja. You yeah. know, it's not, I'm, I'm not just a coach. I'm not just a gym owner. I'm not just an athlete. I'm not just a obstacle fabricator. You know, I, you know, there, there are all these different angles. You know, I, I'm in the consulting world. There's just so many oh, different shares. Yeah. So many different what you layers. On? Uh, ninja gyms, yeah, yeah and also, sense. yeah, and also curriculum. So, like, we'll go out and uh, we'll literally train entire uh, 
teams of uh, coaches on how to be the best possible coaches they can for their clients and also the safety certifications around that. So that, yeah, there's, there's lots of, uh, you know, lots of ways that you can make a dime off the sport. You just have to not rely on just one window, you know? I mean, I think a big running theme of the last few interviews I've done is like in a creative space, you definitely need multiple sources of income. Uh, that's just, it's, it's a necessity because even shit, even in, you know, I'll, I'll, okay. I, I actually, it's funny in the film industry, even like if you're in LA New York, uh, actually maybe not even those anymore, but like, <laughs> uh, Albuquerque or Atlanta, um, where the studios are, there's big money there, but like for the Denver market, when it becomes slow season, um, a lot of people have side gigs. Like I, I've yeah. started driving Uber again when I need to. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you need you need to be able to survive and for you to be able to find multiple things within the space is uh i mean that's that's huge yeah yeah and i think it's fun it's great to stick within your niche too yeah i think it's tough even in your scene it's like you know you couldn't be like oh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be specifically an action film maker and i'm only gonna film action and explosions and i'm like yeah <laughs> good luck no, it didn't work. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm probably going to film other stuff, too. <laughs> Actually, speaking of branching out, I have a photography session tomorrow for a brewery. So, like, we're going to do video, yeah. too, but, like, part of it is, you know, I have a camera. I need to make money with the camera. Yeah. Um, so, no, and, and I, you know, listen, whether I'm but taking it, one frame or 24 frames a second, the concepts are the same. Right, and you're still utilizing your craft, and the yeah. art form is growing from it, and you're making new connections, and yeah, so it's it's, I think oh, really good. important. Yeah, no, and I get to have fun. Like I was like, hey, I'm gonna bring my smoke machine, and they're like, great. <laughs> yeah, like, we're gonna do some some creative shit here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, creatively, so you uh, you also said that you know you build not only the the gym stuff, but you do like backyard installations. What um, what are the aspects that you look for to go into like an effective and fun parkour or ninja structure? Um, I think functionality is the most important and then usableness uh, of space. You know, you're using every face of the structure you're building and it's all progressive. So that way it's not just like, oh, we're going to put like, you know, uh, we're going to put these bars, monkey bars in your backyard. Have fun. Right. You know, it's, there has to be adjustability. So the kids have to be able to grow with their obstacles and they have to be able to adjust them and put different holds on them and change up the, you know, the skills that they can work on, on that thing. So yeah, I think the, the versatility is the most important part. Uh, so it's like, um, they're going to be able to use it for, you know, seven plus years, but you know, yeah. up until they go off to college, and I think that's the biggest difference, you know, and parents are finally starting to realize that because a lot of people will still buy the, the place at at Costco, you know, and they'll bring it home, and their kids will love it for one year, and then they'll be like, "That's the dumbest slide ever," and the swing <laughs> sets hurt, you know, yeah, like yeah, yes. And so yeah, the, those things are like two or three grand. So it's like, why not spend two or three grand to get something that the whole family can use and train on and work out on? And heck, you could turn it into like a pergola one day, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just you put lawn chairs under it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> It's shade. No, that's such a good point, though. Like, especially for like growing kids, like you grow, they grow out of everything. And even if it's the coolest toy in six months, they won't care about it. So to make a lasting 
thing that they can play with for years, like that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. So, so that sentence right there alone is usually the sale for me. And I think a lot of parents are quick to realize like, okay, cool. Yeah. This is worth my money and investment. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, and uh, no, seriously, like if it's high, if it's, it's what buy cheap, get cheap. So if you spend the money, you know, you're going to, it's going to be there for a long time. And, uh, especially if you're pointing out like all the different things that change as they get older. Uh, I mean, that, I feel like that sells itself. I must, I mean, that's what got you through COVID, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that was also like a driving factor too, because there's so much scarcity. You know, nobody had a gym to go to. The kids were going nuts, hanging off of the balconies at home, probably in really dangerous positions on the furniture. So, yeah, being able to provide and bring the gym to them was the solution there. For yeah, me. bringing the gym to you. That's that's genius. Because I know, like, Ninja Nation has done that a little bit with, like, traveling courses and stuff. Yeah. But to have it in yeah, your backyard, that's a whole different level. Yeah. Ninja Nation Mobile is, from what I understand, is pretty successful too because you yeah. know they're they're hitting big festivals, um, and then also birthday parties and a lot of uh, a lot of big networking events. It's just cool to have an obstacle course. No, it's a dope concept. I, I did uh, I was doing uh, content for them when they launched that, and uh, no, I'd say I mean they yeah it was a hundred percent like you had people of all ages, even like you know. 50 60 year old maybe not 60 year old but like 50 year old women like on top of they're like we did it yeah so they really yeah. managed to make it accessible which is sweet is uh say is any uh world chase tag in your future do you think um so a couple a couple yeah a couple of the people at our gym one of the co- our coaches is actually uh world chase tag competitors um so like I could see myself getting on the course for fun, but I don't think competitively. Yeah. Um, it seems terrifying to me. <laughs> I agree. I think. I think it, I've never it, been good with bars. And it's like half See, I'm bars. fine with the striding on the bars and all that, but I think like in terms of like really going all out, I would probably hurt myself because I would get too into it, you know? And my adrenaline would just be racing. I think I, I I would probably be more scared of chasing somebody than I would be of being chased, you know. Because then at least I can like define my own route and go wherever I want to go, you know. Yeah. But like chasing somebody that puts like a fire in you. Oh like, and so yeah, I, I man, I saw some face plants. Yeah. At, at World Chase Tag at the Arnold, man, that I would not have walked away from. Like, uh, you were gnarly. No, that yeah. I that was the one thing I was like, this is cool. I'm very far from this, but this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. People diving like headfirst through bars at nothing but solid wood is like not something I could see myself doing or sustaining. <laughs> yeah, getting getting clotheslined by a truss does not sound like a good time to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then they just pop up because they're you know, that's the thing. Yeah. Some of them are even our age, like. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's what I, I it would, um this actually brings us funny. Like years ago, right, when um the what was it, the Ninja Warrior like what's the Ninja Warrior racing called? The show? Uh as Ninja versus Ninja or Team Ninja Warrior. And they still they, they brought it back a little bit. Yeah. So you're gonna see a lot more head to head in season fifteen and sixteen. A great fucking idea. Um yeah. B 
I I remember when you said that you got the call for it, and you're like, would Noah want to be on the team? And you're like, I love him, but he's not in the shape anymore. <laughs> and I was like, that is very true. <laughs> yeah. No, That's I, why I'm playing hockey now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll call you if they have, like, a, a hockey obstacle. I'll yeah. call you. <laughs> if they bring ice, can you imagine? <laughs> they bring, well, shit, when they were shooting in Denver, we had icy obstacles. Yeah. Yep. That was insane. <laughs> like, try to hang on to this ice-laden quad step and hang off the stuff. Oop, you fell. Too bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. All right, final question here. You've been you've been awesome. Um, you grew up in Hawaii. You have a lot of Hawaiian roots. Uh, as a local, what foods and activities are like a must when you go check out Hawaii? Spam musubi, babinka, and malanapua are usually the go-to three for me. And if you're unfamiliar with what those are, our spam musubi is basically it's a uh, seaweed wrap. Uh, around rice and spam, which is fried. Uh, uh, it's phenomenal, phenomenal delicacy out there. You can get them at Seven Eleven or most restaurants. Um, the babinka is a Filipino dessert, and it's basically kind of like a mochi type of um, pastry, if you could call it that. Um, it's like a gummy pastry, um, but it's really good, packed with so much butter and sugar, you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and manapua, I believe, is... Oh man, I don't even want to guess the nationality. Somewhere in Asia, but it's basically a steam. It's a steamed pork bun, so it's got like some barbecue pork in the center of it, and it's just amazingly delicious. Um, so those are my three go-to's. So when you're in Hawaii, make sure you try those. Hell yeah! And then what about uh, activities? Activities, uh, I think just getting in nature, you know. So like going up and to check out the needles, you know, uh, go explore some waterfalls. And don't be afraid to go into some, you know, uh, off the beaten path. I think uh, most people are pretty welcoming out there. As long as you're not, you know, a dick, then you'll be fine. So, yeah. <laughs> the universal don't be a dick. Uh, yeah, just don't be a dick. Yeah. And there's still a definitely stigma out there. A lot of the locals still have this, like, you're the reason the white man is why our Hawaiian ancestors are no longer around. And it's, you know. It's yeah, yeah. It's all my fault. I'm sorry I sneezed on y'all. I didn't know I had the anthrax. Yes. <laughs> no, that's I know. I honestly, when we so we went to uh, Hawaii for our like honeymoon before our wedding, which is a weird way to do it. But um, the I, the most fun that I remember was a <laughs> a hike that I. It's a fam- I think you recommended it to us. The hike that you have to like swim through rivers and stuff to to yeah. finish. Man, What's that? Yeah. What's that one? Commando hike? Mando. Yeah. Commando hike. I don't know. What island were you on? Maui. The Maui? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The commando hike was crazy. That was That's uh, awesome. I didn't know you did it. Did yeah. you get to the waterfall you had to climb yeah. up? There's like a rope there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We totally did that. I okay. think it was it's in our uh, it's in the honeymoon video. But yeah, we That's did that awesome. and then we cliff jumped at the top and then uh like highlighting us like was like, uh kind of feels like a flash flood. We're like Okay, so we like yeah. ran down. That's awesome, and dude. It was so fun. That was uh, that was the wildest experience, and I'm so happy we did it because it would never happen now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can't do that with a four to six year old. Can't like swim through. That, no, that's, rivers. 
no, but maybe in like the next seven years, yeah. like yeah, yeah. you guys can definitely do crazy stuff like that. Oh, are there yeah. any like, you guys have any like cool trips planned out in your near future? Um, I think the next international trip we want to do is New Zealand, so that'll definitely involve some adventure. Um, have you ever been? Last year we did. Uh, last summer we did two road trips to Glacier National Park, which was sweet. And then uh, later on we did Yosemite, which was awesome. Um, not like crazy physical stuff, but just like awesome views. And I mean Yosemite. I I grew up. I, I I've actually hiked Hapton before when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to do that when they get older. That was that's a. Have you ever? I've never been to Yosemite. I've to- never been to Yellowstone. No, I know. Go Everybody to, yeah. tell I've like nobody. Yes, go to your dude, go to Yosemite. I'm telling you. Yosemite like they're the same thing, right? Mind. No, so actually the easier one is to do so we did we went up to Glacier, which is like north tip of Montana, and then when we came back okay. down, we, we basically the trip back to Colorado goes through Yellowstone. Okay. Cool. Um what I do recommend on Yellowstone, which I had no idea on, is um we so obviously a lot a ton of driving crazy amounts of driving but um we headed out like super early in the morning the la- like the when we camped it at uh Yellowstone and we drove through the park at like i don't know 5 6 a.m. and the steam because it was morning it was a little bit colder the steam coming off of everything like it it looked even crazier than just normal it was absolutely wild to see all the hot springs and geysers and stuff with steam actively coming off them in the morning. It was nuts. Very That sounds beautiful. And Glacier. Okay. I'd have like plenty to go. Yeah. Yellowstone's dope. Um Glacier National Park is insane. We only would we need to go back because we only spent one day there. And um yeah. it's just it requires I mean, it you need three days minimum. It's huge. Okay. We didn't do any hikes. Yeah. Like we were just in the car the whole time. Yeah. I forget how big, like, the United States are. There's still so much to see here. Dude. <laughs> that was my thing. I was like, listen, like, I know, you know, we have to wait till autumn gets a little bit bigger to to take, like, international trips. But, like, there's so much to see in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we Utah, Utah is definitely on our list for be closer because, like, you know, it's, like, not even a 12-hour drive to get to Utah. It's sick. Yeah, I've never been to Zion's, but I've heard good things. Zion's dope. Yeah. 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 Zion's crazy. That's it. Actually, we went there with the kids. Oh, sweet. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember. It's been all national parks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to be telling your kid's story. Remember when we went to, uh, you know, Germany? And they're going to be like, what? <laughs> Dude, internet, no. Internet's got to happen. They, Grayson has been on a plane. Autumn has not. So. Okay. We got to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, thank you for uh, for doing this and for chatting and giving some uh inside scoop on the on the ninja warrior experience and you're welcome uh, we, gotta, we gotta have you guys over for dinner again you're welcome and uh thank you for the invite we'll definitely take you up on that 100 most most disconnected uh podcast i've ever been a part of i don't know <laughs> if there is any cohesive narrative but i'm happy to there is because i follow my questions i have questions and i follow them and what so I mean, in my head, it works great, even if it was random to you. Oh, okay. But also, I will work on uh, a more cohesive narrative, because this is what? This is uh, episode eight, I think. So yeah. I'm just closing my eyes until I get to episode 100, 
Uh, this, what I mean is it felt more like you and I just catching up, you know. So it was like, a compliment. Okay. Hey, bro. Hey, yeah. What's that? What you been up to? You know, that sort of thing. Like, Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was, yeah, it's kind of like a Joe Rogan podcast, right? Because they rarely ever stay on topic. So, and that, no, I, and I wanted to let it go. Like, Yeah. This is, I'm leaving all this in. Fuck it. <laughs> no, I mean, the conversation, that's, that's, it's funny too, because like I've, uh, my plan is for a while just to stick with friends because I, I made a list of like basically a bunch of people that I know or are good friends with that are that are creative. And I was like, shit, I know a lot of awesome people. This is real. This is going to be like pretty easy to start off with. So I'm just going down the list of friends to start off with and then I'll venture out after that. Nice. What's but, the, uh, the goal or the the purpose you hope to pull from all of these? Um, One is just to like... uh. Event well eventually I want it to be profitable. Uh, I want to get sponsors on and stuff. But the other thing is like this is just and he, again like for both you know when we were living together it was like making content. This is an easy way for me to continue making stuff and putting out stuff and and having a good time and um you know pushing whatever I want to push. I have like a you know a, a clothing kind of ad in the beginning of the episode. I have there's other things that are kind of you know linked into it but uh, yeah. this is a doable way that i can you know with my schedule of kids and um freelance to be able to consistently make stuff just be like all right i'm committing to nice. putting something out you know once a week with an interview and once a week with you know crafting creativity and just stay on the creativity game what's your target audience what do they want what do they like yeah uh i mean I feel like with the with the name conversations with creators, it's people that are interested generally in a creative industry or want to learn more about stuff and want to talk mm. with you know want to listen to conversations with creative people. Um, I also I'm trying to kind of uncover a little bit of like the financial side. So like you know again that's why I said like with you you have multiple streams of income. That's a common theme in creative. It's like okay like it's they're getting to know like okay I have to do multiple things if I want to survive with careers um so giving them that giving you know just having again having fun conversations and talking with cool people and uh yeah it's kind (laughs) of as far as i've thought about it so far cool yeah i love it awesome it's like your vlogs like this is something easy and then uh, again i can make uh and i do make tons and tons of reels out of this so the reels hopefully something will hit and you know, if I like it, if something funny happens or if it's, you know, a good piece of advice, I put that out and it's helping people and yeah, knows where it can go. I'm kind of open right now. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not pushing your time. Uh, no, you're great, man. Uh, There's no set time. Have you, have you been playing with uh, chat GPT or Bard? So much. <laughs> nice. What are so you using it for? Much. Uh, okay. So, um, chat GPT. Uh, under the curtain. Actually, this is great because, uh, so one of the things I'm trying to do with the Snowman Films website, uh, is really get on the SEO game because I know that long term will be a big driver of business. So, like, if people can find me through Google, there's gonna be a lot less of me pitching. It's just gonna be like my buddy. Oh yeah, you know Billy, Billy uh, Skipper Films. It's been a while. It's been a while. Anyway, um, yeah, that's dude. He he is going he's already hit 
half a million and he's going towards a million dollars a year for Skipper Films, which is insane. And he's nice. his biggest driver of business is Google because he's first page. And so I'm just, I'm a couple times a week. I mean, so what I'm using ChatGPT for is writing blog posts for. Oh, okay. So I don't have to do shit. So I, I have a buddy. Hey, I have a buddy who's just now getting into that too because he's been. Everybody around him has been swearing up and down. That's the way to get your your page first, just through yep. blog posts. And I'm just like, who the hell reads those things, man? Nobody. I, I no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Exactly. Like, he, no, he explained it perfectly. <laughs> Nobody reads it. It's only yeah. for Google. Yeah. It's for okay. Google to see that you are. So, like, I've been posting two to three times a week there for, like, I just started. But, dude, I'm telling you, it takes five minutes where you, you yeah. put in a prompt to yep. chat GPT, it gives you an article. You maybe run it through like, hey, make sure this is not going to get flagged. Throw it yep. up in your website. Nobody reads it, but Google sees that your website is active. And if yeah. you put your keywords in, and you can even give chat GPT like, hey, you know, I need SEO friendly for this, you know, this city and this subject. Um, it literally will start putting you up on Google. And it's the simplest thing to do ever. I also, so the other thing I use, let's see, I'll actually... For this is so I you we were talking about this before we started recording, but um I use swell dot uh app dot swell dot a uh sorry swellai.com. I put okay. my audio file from a podcast into that and it will kick out show notes and possible titles. You said swell what? Swellai.com S W E L L A I dot com. Okay. And then after the episode is done, I go over to video.ai, V-I-D-Y-O.ai. I put the finished video episode into that, and it will give me back, call it 15 clips with with captions already put on it. Oh, The yeah. best parts of the episode no that are like awesome. following trends of what's already going. That's really cool. It is crazy. So like oh. that's what I'm saying. Like this doing this is like super doable to make a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It's uh AI is here and if you know how to use it, it is just it's crazy. Dude, you remember my uncle Sean, right? Yeah. Okay, so his life hack with, with Chat GPT. Um so he's uh going back to college to uh, you know, increases it degree but you know the programs that he has to go through require a lot of like books that you have to read and memorize and take tests on uh but you can kind of take those tests at your own pace the average pe- people doing this are usually going to be going to college for at least i don't know what he was saying like four to six months yeah. to be able to complete a course well he's using chat gbt he just asks it hey can you please summarize these chapters and give me the keynotes, the top 10 keynotes from every chapter. And then he takes that text, drops it into Edge, and then he has it read it back to him in an audio file, which sounds very human. And he just listens to those during his workouts or his morning jogs. And like, and so then he's passing tests in a matter of like two or three days. So he's getting, just flying through this degree. Just it's flying so through college <laughs> in like literally a fraction of the time it would take somehow normally. And so he's and, like, but he's also like not cheating. He's just doing, he's yeah. using it for like a way that just he understands more. The way to consume knowledge faster. Yeah. yeah. It's, 
yeah, it's freaking brilliant. Um, yeah. And just some of the other applications I'm sure you've been kind of like seeing in the, the world with it, you know, they, uh, just recently, uh, put a, the chat GBT against a lawyer or a defendant at court. Yeah, saw that. And it won like that's, that's crazy. I saw, so I think it was in the, the previous chat GBT, like, I think we're on four now, but three passed the bar. It took it like two or three times to pass the bar. And then the new version passed it in like one. It was just, it, it was, it was exponentially fast learning. Yeah. It's pretty wild, and so I've been trying to use it as much as I can or find ways. Yeah, what are you using it for? Uh, For now, I usually use it like, uh, so an example is today, you know, I wanted to put an ad out there uh, to get uh, like yoga instructors or people who have fitness programs yeah. to use the gym space. So I was like, create me an ad, you know, uh, for uh, yoga instructors for the parkour flow ball gym space and why it's perfect for them. And then, so I just take that text and I'll throw it into some posts out there to get people interested in, you know, renting the space from us. That's oh, one yeah. example. And then a lot of times uh, we do it for our promotional emails. So when we have like a parents night out event coming up, you know, then I'll, I'll just ask chat GPT like, Hey, can you please write me an email, you know, getting parents hyped to sign up for parents night out coming on May 3rd or whatever. Yeah. No, that's and sick. It, um, every, yeah. so I, I'm doing a similar thing. Uh, not like because mine's like it's a little different you're doing like events and like you, you call out for that but like every uh all the text that you see on the snowman films website is from chat chat gbt nice uh and what I, my favorite my favorite prompt to give it this will be a fun thing for people is because it'll the first thing it gives back a lot of times is like very robotic honestly right yeah, yeah, yeah. so i literally say uh make it more conversational and throw in a few jokes. Mm-hmm. And it's Ooh, perfect. I like that. It's perfect. That's awesome. The jokes sometimes suck. I may need to like punch them up. Yeah. Head, but, like I'm not funny. And, right. <laughs> and right. dude, it like, it's again, like 95% there. And then you just got to tweak it a little bit. And I'm like, That's awesome. this is amazing. Like that dude. <laughs> uh, okay. This is a perfect example. Uh, the first blog post that I put out was announcing that we have like a new promo for snowman films. And I was like, Hey, give me a title to like say that the video production company has, you know, a new thing. And it goes, the tide, this is the title it gave me lights, camera, Colorado. I was like, Whoa, that's amazing. <laughs> I would have never thought of that. That's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So as I, I it's like made me a pro level copywriter and I am not right, a right. copywriter at all. Yeah. Yeah. Have you used it to respond to your wife's text yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Although I do have the mobile app. <laughs> uh have you seen the South Park episode? No. Okay, so there's a chat GBT South Park episode and the entire episode is like about how kids are getting through school with like, you know, yeah, yeah, writing essays. Work and essays, yeah. yeah. But then, like, the kids start using it to respond to their girlfriend's text messages. And so they're just it's like, getting I, delayed. Yeah, they're like, write me a heartfelt response to, you know, my girlfriend's text. And then they just put it down and they go back to their video games. And this is, so, I know CEOs that, are, that have done that with VAs. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's such a hilarious episode because then all the girlfriends, like, it, are like, Oh my God, I have the best boyfriend in the world. Oh, he's so amazing. You know, and, and then there's like this huge plot twist at the end of the episode where they, they find out that the kids are using yeah. uh, 
expecting AI to respond to them. And it's this like big, like riot type situation. And then the episode does a full 180 on itself. And you find out the entire episode was written by Chat. Oh my God. I need to watch yeah, that. I the need to watch that. Biggest inception ever. It's- I love that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's That's funny because fantastic. they also use Chat GPT to come up with a solution to the problem that they started within the episode. Yeah, it's so no, that's actually dude, I'm t- okay, yeah. so I'm so excited because like that like so I'm not I'm a visual person. I'm not a uh, I don't come up with characters, I don't come up with story. I have nuggets of ideas for like projects and stuff, but I'm going to like once I, you know, all of my time is in like hey, we need to put rent together. Um I have written, literally made a list of like ideas that I'm going to plug into ChatGPT to make scripts. Yeah. I'm because I still think, because then I can, you know, obviously it'll be doctored and stuff, but man, when you get that nugget and it can give you like a premise and like, I'm telling you, I'm going to have so much fun like writing concepts that I want to do with that. Um, I'm, I'm super excited for, for what that looks like. Let's go. Is yeah, then that- like I can write a feature. Fuck it. Give me give me a couple months and I'll put together, you know, run and then, you know, workshop it with some real people and and shit. That you know, that's yeah. The money something- from the podcast eventually will go into some fun projects. Right. Dude, something that uh I need to start doing more with it is uh utilizing it for problem solving. So like owning a business, you know, there's a lot of things that kind of come up. Like one of like one thing I I just thought of just now that I might ask it kind of curious to see what solution it creates is like how do we solve the problem of we get uh, a group of mixed skilled kids of different ages in the same class you know and how do we accommodate all those kids while still making our class profitable like yeah. i'm curious what kind of solutions it could come up with dude i will give you 10 so it'll give you 10 yeah. and seven yeah. will be solid right yeah, yeah like i've uh so that's actually the thing i'm doing now is um for I'll send like cold DMs sometimes to businesses and it's worked a couple of times where they'll respond and be like, Hey, like, you know, let us know what you're thinking in terms of like video marketing. And so I'll put it in chat GPT and it'll give me 10 and seven are solid. And uh, you know, I would have thought of four of them, but sure, sure. Uh, it gives you that little, I was like, Oh shit, that's a good idea. So I can just pop out a list in 10 seconds. And like, again, all of them are logical. And there's a couple there just like, oh, that's a good, like, that's, you totally use it for problem solving. This is, by the way, like, anybody listening, this is a master class on how to use ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been playing with it for a while. Um, <laughs> I'm also, I'm a friend, I'm friends with a few people that are just obsessed with mid-journey that literally will kick out, like, 10 images a day. I'm like, okay, dude. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. You're good. Uh- yeah, I have a friend of mine who's literally using it as a way of uh, expressing his feelings, like a diary. So, like, oh, yeah, so, like, it, it, when he goes through, like, therapy and stuff like that, and so for him to deal with his emotions, he'll put his emotions into it, and then it'll spit back imagery that is just, like, the most beautiful that's art you've ever sick. seen. Yeah, I think that's a really good use that's for it. That's a really cool use for it. Because then you know, hundred, you just, oh, my God, because then you're visual, and it can, like, you can talk about the pieces of it that, like, affect yeah, you. Yeah, there's so many. Therapy's genius. So many layers to it, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> we're. I'm. It's funny too, because like, I I know a fair amount of people are like, oh my god, like they're scared of AI, and I get it. Um, but like, man, if you can get creative with it, and you're, you know, just dive in and play with it, there's so 
much stuff you can do with it. That's just amazing. One of the, if you get a plugin for it, actually for ChatGPT uh, on the blog thing, I can actually have it, um, I can get a, uh, it has an outrank feature. So I can take the URL, I can get like a blog idea. I go mm -hmm. search that on Google. I get the URL of the blog and then I can plug it in and it will SEO outrank that blog. Um, Whoa. What? Yeah. 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 And then I can say like, you know, make it, make it more conversational, but keep the SEO. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, uh. So hopefully in about a year, six months to a year, um, you know, I'm turning down work because the website's just converting like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be able to automate the funnel. So. Dude, it's, I mean, it's so easy that it's stupid not to do. I'm saying you should start, I mean, I don't know like, if, how big you want to grow or whatnot, but you should start, you should start blogging. Because again, it, okay. it, I mean, it doesn't matter how many people see it. It's not about that. It's about yeah. Google recognizing that you're being, they just want the website to be active. Yeah. That's okay. all it is. Yeah, I'm going to get on it. Thank you for your recommendation. Yeah, dude. That was fun. <laughs> Deacon out on ChatGPT for a bit. That's probably yeah. the viral shit that comes out of this too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a... I have another friend. Like every time I talk to somebody about it too, I always get new ideas and inspirations and like ways that they learn to use it. Yeah. And uh, another buddy of mine, he literally convinced his boss to give him a raise with it just by sending him an email. Yeah. That's see, why isn't ever? Oh my god, that's genius. That is. Yeah. That. That's such a no-brainer. Right. That's yeah. such a no-brainer. Oh, shit, man, I should. Uh... I, sh I need to do something on that, like raising rates and like an explanation of why the rates should be raised, <laughs> even though that's all the YouTube tutorials. We got a yeah. doggy on screen, not rat. Oh, yeah. The Tilly got, Oh, my God. Have you seen our puppy? No. Makita, she is a Rottweiler puppy and she is fucking precious. Whoa. Okay. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a German Shepherd and a Rottweiler. That's awesome. Dude, the mean dogs are always the cutest when they're puppies. <laughs> The, the German Shepherd has a great bark, but is literally the biggest puss you'll ever meet. It's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And you guys are still in Evergreen? Yeah. In yeah, that house? In Evergreen, loving it. Um, Only going to really move when we find some land. And hopefully this year is the year that we get, like, ahead. Uh, really, last year was focused on getting out of debt, which we achieved. And it was... It was a double-sided sword. So, like, it was, like, late December. had a really good December for work, which was awesome. I was like, cool, paying off a bunch of credit cards. Boom, did it. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm broke, and it's winter. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. And then, like, work, of course, you know, slowed down for a couple months. So now we're getting back to it, and uh, I will be putting together a winter plan this year instead of just. <laughs> so now that you're an entrepreneur slash father of two, right? Yeah. Um, and we're done. And yep, and husband, and a home renter, right? Yep. What what is like the biggest expense that you think that you've had that has kind of like kept you guys in debt? Rent. Rent, <laughs> just rent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and we have a lot of subscription. Like it's so. I will say all those tools that I gave you are monthly subscriptions. Mm. For for AI stuff, so like. Yeah. It takes. Um. Yeah, there's a fair amount of stuff that like keeping stuff running takes takes some money, um, and I'm in the process of of uh, having higher rates and like really doing it and and getting, I, I think a couple of clients that actually have bigger budgets, which is nice. But yeah, man, that 
rent and electric, you know, rent and utilities is is huge. Mm. Yeah, it's, we had the toughest oh, time sure. at. Yeah, we had the toughest time in the gym this year because natural gas prices have skyrocketed, especially for commercial space. So uh, that's our big. I will say that's our biggest unpaid bill right now is uh, is Excel. Yeah. So for us, um, for the gym, because the ceiling heights make it so difficult to heat that space. Mm -hmm. um, From the month of November all the way to March, uh, we pay two thousand five hundred dollars a month just Mm -hmm. on heating. Yeah, and that's keeping our therms as low as possible without right. the pipes freezing. I'm in a basement that isn't heated right now. That's like where yeah. my office is because we just it. You know, we have base heaters in, in Evergreen, and uh, yeah, we owe. I think we're over three grand on our bill right now. Yeah, uh, which is just man. well, I mean, because yeah. it was winter and like, I mean, I'm amazed that they haven't shut it off yet. But uh, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, that's the thing. But like, we're you know, I'm one good month away from taking care of that. Um, mm. And it's coming. Like building, uh, building season for Shorty's coming, which she's gonna be super busy. And then, um, yeah. Again, I got got a couple clients. Got some real estate coming in. I just booked, um, not a huge paying gig, but I'm gonna work one of the Stanley Cup uh, playoff games again. Probably more after that. Um, cool. So it's yeah. It's just again, for anybody listening, like it's piece and it's all puzzle pieces. It's all. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of um? Have you heard of infrared heaters? No. I think that's what they're called. Dude, it's technology I never knew existed, but it's way cheaper than whatever your heating bill probably is. Yeah. And it works for, like, especially, like, a, a family home. Um, well, I will say our fireplace is, like, a big... We, we do a lot on that. Uh, okay. Everything that's cardboard, we don't recycle. We we throw in the fireplace. Um, But is it do, like... Because, like, space heaters is, like, a small space. Like, it does it do right. bigger spaces? No, it's so infrared heater um, is basically, I think you can like, yeah, you can find them on Amazon and stuff. But the way that it works is so unique. It uses like a lasers, literally. It'll beam lasers to a square footage, like an area, and okay. it'll only heat the objects in that area. So like... Is this safe for kids? Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, I know, right? That was my first thought. I was like, oh, like, you're just microwaving your brains and stuff. And, but I, I don't, like, I still can't wrap my head around the technology, but like, it's been around longer. Okay. Like, we even thought, it's just people don't use it very often. Yeah. But I mean, I, that makes sense to the, like, military stuff. Businesses use it a lot, actually. And okay. so, like, if you ever, like, walked into a business, you're like, oh, man, it's, like, really warm right here. You're probably standing underneath an infrared heater. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it literally, yeah, it just, like, the lasers heat the objects in that one area. Yeah, whatever, so can, you... whatever can bring cost down. I'm, <laughs> I'm down to try. Yeah, yeah, and you can buy different sizes, right? So like some that will just like heat where your couch is. You know, is it going um, like above it or is it in the corner of the room? Uh, you you would like install it the same way you install like a camera in your room. What? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I it's, yeah. Look into it. It might be worth your time. For red heat. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that sounds awesome. No, because if we can, uh, if we can just not have our, well, we're also going into warmer months. But like, if we can do, not mm-hmm. have the base heat, yeah, maybe for next winter. Yeah, yeah. I'm super down because I mean, anything's cheaper than right. If it's a thousand dollars, it'll save money. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Now we really are in Joe Rogan territory. We're just stream of consciousness. <laughs> I'm leaving all this shit in. This is great. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely. 
You ever done DMT? No. <laughs> That's great. Oh my god. Uh, do you uh, do you follow any other cool like talk show type influencers that uh, you'd recommend? Yes. Um. So the my biggest uh my biggest obsession right now is well I have two actually I have one I just found. Uh. So the one that I've been on for a while is uh Two Bears One Cave. Okay. Uh, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer, both like headlining comedians that are doing arenas. They're fucking hilarious. And yeah. it's just them chatting. And they'll sometimes have other guests on and stuff, but like they're so funny. Uh, and then the newest one that I just got in I'm on YouTube, which I know it also is a podcast, is called uh, Kill Tony. And it is a show. I'm, I just, I'm mostly, it's just, it's just comedy stuff, but like, uh, so it's a show where. You have two hosts and then a guest. They're all comedians, and they'll have, like, guest comedians come through. They're at a table, and then they have a, a hat, and they have, like, 50 to 100 random people outside. They'll pull a name from the hat. That person can. That person gets to do 60 seconds of stand-up uninter- uninterrupted, and either they kill or they do okay or they bomb. The, they, they always ask the audience, how much do you like it when somebody does well? And they're like, yeah. How much do you like it when somebody bombs? Yeah, and then they're like, basically, if they if they suck, they just roast them for like a couple minutes. And then oh, they, that's great. Oh, it's so good, dude. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's but they'll like, give like real advice. Uh, you know, if they're doing well, they'll be like, yeah, the premise was funny, and then you just like stumbled, and it's fucking amazing. Uh, it's called Kill Tony. Kill Tony. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna look into that one. Uh, Kill Tony. Well, yeah, it's. It's a super interesting setup, uh, and I, I it's been going for like fifteen years or something. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, lot, you know, pretty much every major comedian has been a guest on it, like as a, a guest roaster, you know, guest panelist. And they're like, listen, if they have a great set, they're like, dude, you killed. Like, and yeah. that's the other thing. If they do well, they will book them on other shows. So, like, cool. yo, you have a paid gig coming up now. So it's like literally they're like bringing along comedians. It's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so mostly comedy. Um, Whiskey Ginger, I just found. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Elena says hi. Hi, Elena. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm the kids are two floors up and Shorty's one floor up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, definitely check those out. Um, All right. Let me think. What other? Oh yeah. Um, Literally with Rob Lowe is super interesting because he gets he's Rob Lowe, so he gets just yeah, you can watch him do anything. Oh, dude, but like his also the level of guests that he's able to get on is like you know, talking to like William Shatner and um Magic Johnson and Michael Sarah, just like top, you know, just everybody, you know, and and he's just some people he's never met. Uh, Paul Rudd had a great one with him. Cool. Uh, super, super interesting. But he's he's a fantastic interviewer too. Um, yeah, it's really. I'm podcasts are what I listen to in the car. Right off. Yeah, nice. really nice. Yeah, this is. Oh my god, we did so good. <laughs> <laughs> we like switched after my questions were done. <laughs> yeah, well, I felt, me and it was great. I felt like yeah, just like. <laughs> listening to me answer those questions like i think that's like the norm the norm you know that yeah. people will ask it i was just like i don't want to listen to me that's boring let's talk <laughs> about you <laughs> Dude, no 
I'm I'm putting I'm putting all the chat GPT <laughs> advice up on reels. That's absolutely going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's one of those things that I'm excited to hear what other people comment that they're using it for. So. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean like that's the thing. Like there's new ideas. Yeah, actually totally. Comment if comment on this if you are using chat GPT for something super interesting. Uh, we want to hear it cuz I think this is like it's just a high it's it's tap it's not the chip in your head that like, you know, eventually is coming but it's a good starting point to like it you know really harness the power of the internet uh in a really useful way oh yeah um i kind of tested like captions on not captions like a description or whatever on a social media post which is mm-hmm. me versus saying hey give me a short you know social media post about this subject consistently outperforms oh cool okay yeah Sweet, I'm gonna keep using it for that. Hundred percent. Just be yeah. like, yo, give me a, give me, give me a couple options for social media captions on this subject, and it'll give you. You can. I even mix and match. Yeah. Uh, I will be using Chat GPT. Uh, I'll be, I'll be using AI for the name of this episode. Yeah, and I love what I you said smart. about making it incorporate jokes. I think that's genius. Isn't it great? Yeah. And just be, and generally being more conversational, and it really, it just like, oh shit, it's human now. Cool. Yeah. Like. Nice. Yeah, it's a really good tool. <laughs> can you i wonder if you could make it like different personas like if you could make it yes. like can you make me a blog post about how wonderful today is but from a neo-nazi skinheads viewpoint you know like put that in <laughs> just like so no uh this I don't story know went done actually that, yeah. uh ryan reynolds because he's a fucking genius um uh, did a ad for Mint Mobile with ChatGPT. So he's like, I put this into ChatGPT and I'm just going to, I put in like, hey, <laughs> give me a Mint Mobile ad from the voice of Ryan Reynolds and yes. put two jokes in. And he read it. <laughs> and afterwards he was like, that was terrifyingly decent. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. That's really cool. So no, you can, and I mean, yeah, you can absolutely do, uh, some of the best ones I've seen is like, write me, you know, Write me a poem, write me a poem from, you know, the Hulk's perspective on the Battle of New York. Yes. And he'll do it. And it's totally, you know, again, it's decent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Better than I can come up with. So funny. <laughs> you need it. You need that needs to be a new thing that you start posting is just ramblings. Oh, God. You know what, actually? I want to know from your brain what comes, because you have that skips your brain. idea, yeah. It's like I'm starting to get near, I think, the end of my 15-second tutorial, or not 15 seconds, but like yeah. the uh, the tutorials, because I'm like running out of things to teach. Right, you know? right. I think I've made like over Start repeating. Just, you just start, start over from the beginning. It's all good. Uh, but then I'm thinking maybe I'll like use chat GPT to teach you how to do a backflip, and I'll just literally read what, the AI says, "Yes, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know Do that. A hundred percent. There's something there that we. And I think I like. I like. Uh, so I think a cool way to like make it um, fresh is your whole thing of like put it from a perspective. So like take your favorite movies, TV shows, content, and make a backflip. To, you know, make different tutorials in the voice uh, of you know, uh, the Last Airbender." Sure. Yeah. That would be yeah. super cool. Yeah. That would be that yeah. would be I'll really... have to think on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I am excited to see what comes from this. 
I'll I'll definitely be playing around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh my god. The, see, infinite. Like this. I'm telling you, you have you have the kernel of the of the idea, and then it'll just run with it. I want to make get the revenue streams going now that can carry again eventually be in like a Burt Kreischer situation where like you can self-fund or have enough of a following to like make some really cool shit with not your own money um and like I'm so excited for so Burt Kreischer is is, uh coming out with the machine movie which I am going to see in theaters and I'm gonna slam a beer in the opening credits because it's what he would want (laughs) um but no like it's you know a project that he you know he's done so much work to build his own thing up and um just being consistent with he has his podcast he has obviously stand up and stuff but like it's just you know it's just building an audience with something that's relatively easy to do and fun and then mm-hmm. you get to go make stuff make whatever you want uh yeah you have a built-in audience that you know and again that's what i love about this is like it's so it's kind of open world conversations with creators it can be anything if you're mm-hmm. creating like uh you know, Shorty's crew that is building homes, like they're creating homes. I could totally talk to them about like, hey, what's like, what do you go, like, what do you, yeah, instead of making a home in the mountains. Yeah, everybody creates, so, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's totally open and it's, I'm generally curious as a person and I think it's, I'm just super excited for it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Well, man, I'm getting tired and hungry, so I think... This is okay. I think we have the record of we got it the longest that I've gone, which is we're about hour and a half, hour forty right now, which is epic. Sweet. Is there anything else I can add to increase the value of this video? Maybe like a nip slip or. I was gonna say just I think nudity is uh, the only thing we're missing. (laughs) Just partial. Okay, you got to give me the audience around half a nipple. Yeah. I did. That was that. That was okay. I missed it. Yeah. Well, I'll have to rewind, and then they'll like. YouTube, there'll be a little sliver there. You skip be a little to. spike of the highest, yeah. the yeah. most viewed part of the entire video is is pausing <laughs> to try to get your nipple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, I miss you. You too, man. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, hopefully we Good can get night. up there for for a meal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Come up All here. Right. You're, we'll we'll uh, we'll have you and uh... play board games or something. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Later, buddy. See ya. Bye.